0: Welcome to episode eight of the What If video podcast. Today, my guest is, you will know her well, <laughs> Ms. Deb Weekly from the Help Club for Moms. She has been a guest on multiple shows in the past and she will be a guest again in the future because I just love her dearly. Deb is the founder of Help Club for Moms, a ministry that is full of resources full of wonderful women I encourage you if you're a mom or a female wanting to be a mom one day join up with their social media go to their website there are so many incredible resources there's so many women who are so encouraging to kind of help us through this journey that you know for me as a first-time mom is really new and there's so many questions that i have and it's just so nice to relate and talk to other christian women who are going through the same thing so today our topic is speaking life to your children and i just loved this conversation that i got to have with deb and i know that you will too so join me right now in the studio for my conversation with deb weekly Deb, thank you so much again for joining me all the way from Colorado. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for having me. Yes. You you You're doing great work here. Thank You're you. doing such a great work. So love the television network too. Thank it's you. She so is awesome.
0: Well, And I love Help Club for Moms. I love that that's how we connected. And I love that you have all of the books and we'll show all the resources and stuff later on in the show. And they've been so life giving to me. Mm. So I'm so thankful for your ministry and just the fruit of it. It's incredible to be just a part of like the online group and see how many women it ministers to. Mm. and and how much it helps! I a couple of weeks ago I was going through something, and I kind of inclined to it in one of my posts that I made. And one of the women chatted me separately and said, "Hey, girl, like I've went through this. If you need me, here's my number." And then I kind of chatted back for a couple of minutes, and then she's like, "Well, here, super long like message. She's like here are these things that I did that helped me." And so your ministry is just. It's incredible, so I thank you for that, and thank you for sharing part of it with us here. I know it'll help our viewers. Thank you. So, okay, today we're going to talk about speaking life to your mm-hmm. children, and I'm just going to throw this to you because I have an 11 month old. So, like, we kind of do baby talk back and forth. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Speak a lot of. I pray over him every night. I believe that God spoke to me that he's going to be a man of worship in the Word, and I speak that over him every single night before he goes to bed. But I want to know more. So I want you to just pretend like this is your show today and take it over and teach us all how to do all of these wonderful things.
1: Well, I love how you're already moving with God in faith for your children by saying that he's a man of what? what did Worship you and the word. Worship and the word, mm-hmm. because that God has given you already when mm-hmm. he's younger. And I believe that as you are calling that out in him, especially because all of our children go through hard times and they, they drive us crazy and they fail. And as you keep that in the forefront of your mind, what God has said about him, you're going to keep calling that out. And I love that about you because you're very encouraging, but I wanted to talk about speaking life to your children because so many parents speak death to their children. So many parents, um, They just, uh, they don't realize how much their kids care about what they think about what they think about them. Like your children care deeply about what you think about them. Mm -hmm. And I think as parents, it's easy to get caught up in the the mundane, in the chores, the responsibility. And we forget that these little people, they think the world of us and big people as they get older. And even like my children are in their twenties. And they think they care about what we think about them even now. And so I think it's easy to let the enemy's voice be stronger than the voice of faith in our heads for our children. Right. And it's never too late to start anew with God. Uh, every day is new as mercies yes. are new. And we just, what, if, if you've ever struggled with speaking life, maybe some of the things I'm gonna talk about today, they're brand new mm-hmm. for you or some of your viewers that, that have older kids and uh, every day is new. Mm-hmm and there's no condemnation with Christ, that's from the enemy. So anything that we talk about today, take it as something that you can ask the Lord about and um, ask him what he wants you to do in response. Mm -hmm. That's what I always do. When I would read a book, okay, this is a huge deal for a young mom. Okay. If you ever read a book, Mm -hmm. a marriage book or a parenting book, and it makes you angry at your husband or your children, I think you should throw that book in the garbage Mm -hmm. because it's not productive. Right. I mean, people can say things in certain books that cause you to want to put up walls. And I can see that. yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I remember reading parenting books and I had one of my children that was doing all the things wrong. And it was overwhelming to, to just be overwhelmed. Instead of thinking about one thing at a time, which is the way that God has us walk with Him, thinking about all the things that they're doing wrong all at the same time. And that's not a good way to live your life. That,
0: that would be so <laughs> overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, and so following God by faith Mm -hmm. in the power of the Holy Spirit, you know that God is going to tell you what to do one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you read like about all this, like maybe you read a book about marriage and it really casts your husband in a bad light and they're talking about like this particular personality and if they make you feel this way or whatever, I just think it's better to read productive things that have um, just ways to help you To move forward positively so yes that said um your children care about what you think about them and i think if you have a child or i don't i if charlie grows up to be someone uh i don't even know some people have it all kids are different so if someone has a child Mm -hmm. and they get in trouble all the time and nothing you do helps them like all your discipline nothing probably that child is condemning themselves, And you can see it, it's seriously, I know, you're, I... I, My, one of my children, we could spank her Mm -hmm. and she would still act up, but it was because she was being harder on herself. Mm. And some of our children can be harder on themselves Mm -hmm. than we ever could. And that child needs more encouragement than any of your other children because they have an awareness of their own sin. There are a lot of our children that have a high awareness of their own sin, but they don't know what to do about it because they're children. Right. I was telling my, my uh, son-in-law and my, and my daughter about my granddaughter. She's only, she's going to be three in December, but she's super smart and super aware and intuitive, right? And it's easy to treat her as if she were older. Right. And I think that we need to remember that children are not little adults, They're children. Yes. And if you're with that child every day and she's really, or he's really smart, it could be so easy to expect more from that child. But when the rubber hits the road, like my granddaughter and I were at the, she had a bladder infection last week and I took her to the doctor and she was screaming in the bathroom and I felt so bad for her, but I had to remember she's only two. She's not even three yet. She
0: doesn't know. She
1: doesn't understand what's happening. And so really, really remember they are not little adults. They are children. And uh, if you have a smart child, really remember, like your child could be smart intellectually, but emotionally your child might be lagging behind. Mm -hmm. Or it could be the opposite. Your child could have, like my son has super high emotional intelligence and he was also very smart, but but at at certain times, like he didn't even read hardly in the third grade, but he needed time to catch up. And that's common for boys. Mm -hmm. And by the time he was in eighth grade, Mm -hmm. he was in like this gifted program that we did. And so anyway, but, I think just remembering that about our children. Yeah, and I think another thing that we need to remember, and especially when they're little, like Charlie. Mm-hmm. And I love your heart for Charlie. I love, I love you're his so cheerleader. Much. That was one of my things. Be be yes, their cheerleader. It's, it's that. Yes, I you're love that. You're such a good cheerleader. Well, I was a cheerleader.
0: Oh, you were. Yes, that was my life. Okay, up. so, so yeah. Charlie's
1: got. I will be Charlie's, Charlie's He's got you as yeah. his cheerleader. Yes. Already you've got that. Yeah. You've got check mark you know, that. check I, that's something but, I know I could do. <laughs> but I you know, I think that remembering that they're not out to get us. Oh yes. It yeah. could be easy to say and we could see things a certain way that the enemy might want us to see them and think, oh, they're pushing my buttons. Mm. They are doing this on purpose. And how many times when someone thinks that we've done something on purpose, isn't that devastating? Mm -hmm. Like if someone calls you out and said, you did this on purpose, are you meant to do that? Isn't that the Mm -hmm. most devastating thing that someone can say to you? To me it is. Yes. Versus, oh, I know you didn't mean to do that. Like with my child that had the high awareness of her sin, That would have crushed her if I would have said, you meant to do this. But what I did was, and God told me to do this, and my husband. So my husband and my daughter butted heads a little bit, you know, uh, for several years uh, when my daughter was growing up. And um, they're very similar personalities. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband got a hold of this book that encouraged him to, he he read the story about this one girl that was a famous interior designer Mm -hmm. in New York. And the only reason she became, she, the reason the catalyst for that was because her dad gave her one compliment about wow. this art project that she brought home. Wow. And so that one compliment, mm-hmm. she just latched onto it. And my husband was really convicted. And so he started calling her his, what was it, it was so sweet. He still calls her his baby girl. Oh, and he still says things, you are working so hard. and. and he, Calling those things that are not as though they yet were is the way God operates. Yes, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It is, yes. Romans 4, 17. Yes. God gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though Mm -hmm. they yet were. He spoke and creation came into being. He used his words. Same thing with our children. So my husband started calling out the good things that she was doing. Mm And so did I, and I'm telling you, she is an entrepreneur. She is uh, 28 years old. She owns her own software company. She has six people working for her. She's a mother of two little kids. That's
0: incredible. But
1: she's confident. Yes. And I think that she just knows that there's no stopping her. And yeah, now she also knows that, you know, like all of our kids, that they were turkeys too growing up, right? (laughs) But she's confident. And I think a lot of times that fuel, just like that famous d- designer, and you're never going to have a problem with this. This is your jam. Like what I'm talking <laughs> about. You're like, this is my jam. I love this. Oh, it's so good. But it, but a lot of people, it might be their jam to be a servant.
0: Absolutely. It might be
1: their jam to hug their yes. children a long time. And everything, right. God has created us all differently. Yes. And we could all learn.
0: And I think there's a difference too, because you're, when you're saying this, I'm thinking about the difference between my mother-son relationship, and the father-son relationship. Oh. So, because I can see, like, Bobby is, loves Charlie dearly, but he's like, well, he's going to be out mowing the lawn with me soon. And, <laughs> like, because that's how he was brought up. And he, I am so thankful for the way that he was raised because he is such a good man and such a good provider and such a hard worker. But he, he sees those things in Charlie, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's intriguing to me because I'm trying to think, I'm like, wait, this is... There's a lot of differences here, depending on what relationship that is. Like my, I was very close to my dad. I've always have been a daddy's girl. He's in both of my parents. I'm close to my mother also. They both championed me and cheered me on and let me do and try anything that I remotely wanted to try. Anything, dance, cheerleading, acting, singing, whatever it was. Like they, they let me and they supported me and they showed up. And that was something else that was like, they, they never, We're saying, oh, you're not good at this. You're not good at this. It was if I didn't want to do it, they understood that. They would, you know, keep pushing me to try Mm -hmm. a little bit because it was probably expensive. And now I decided two months later I don't want to do it anymore. So they would push me to, you know, not be wasteful here. (laughs) But they were always so encouraging to me, and I feel like even later in life, like picking up and moving to Nashville by myself, thinking I wanted to be a country singer. Like if my parents constantly tore me down and shot me down, I never. I can't imagine being able to go confidently in doing that. But having that support system, hearing growing up, like you can do these things, like you are talented, like mm-hmm. you have a gift, you, you can do this, you can do this. And calling those things out really prepared me for my adult life. And honestly, like, I don't think I've really thought much about it until reading over, you know, when we were talking about this. So it's just incredible. It's so good.
1: I'm so glad that you brought this. And that's so beautiful that you remember that about your parents. What a gift to them.
0: Oh, my dad was the dad at the, everybody thought he was like the quarterback's dad, but he was a cheerleader dad. He had on suspenders with like, you know, remember like when you're younger, the kids did something, you got buttons, like with your picture on it. So he had all of my different cheerleading buttons on his (gasps) suspenders. (laughs) It was the best. And he would go crazy at the football games and people would think he was like a quarterback dad. And he's like, no, <laughs> so it was, it was incredible. They were very supportive and I have very good role models to try and champion and speak life over Charlie because yeah. of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do understand your husband too. My, my husband, mm-hmm. he said a few times, uh, although my kids are really neat now. And their rooms were terrible, but he was like, we've got to teach our kids to clean better, or we have to do this, or they have to you know, mow the lawn more. Or they have to do this, because he felt a responsibility. I think it's a dad thing. Mm-hmm. They feel a responsibility mm-hmm. to, and I think as women, okay, we just need to pause. Pause. Mm-hmm. We have to really appreciate our husband's differences and not try to make them like us or like the way I'm saying to parents or anything, we've got to call those things that are not as though they weren't our husbands and um, thank them for wanting to teach our children to work.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I I want Charlie to grow up like Bobby.
1: And I I think if we had a daughter, Bobby,
0: it would be different, Mm -hmm. you know? I think it just depends on that gender and how that person was brought up. But, But I don't want to get in the way of how Bobby, I want to co-parent, I want to parent together and I want to be on the same page. And, and it is hard. I know that Bobby's gonna be probably better at disciplining and I'm going to want to oh. love him and <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But he needs that and I want that. And I, I, so it's really, I think it's really sweet. Bobby and I are very, very different, but I think it's really beautiful when we can meet together and meet in the middle and bring these strengths of Bobby's and bring these strengths of mine and my weaknesses, is Bobby is stronger there. So it's just really sweet to see how it balances out and especially like being new parents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I agree. We need to speak life to them and not tear them down in their parenting either.
1: And it's trusting easy. that God, just like what I'm talking about with a book or anything mm-hmm. that you read that makes you mad at your family, even a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be careful that we take everything that we listen to, to the Lord and to really appreciate those differences. Yeah,
0: I agree completely. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's
1: so good. Yeah,
0: it is. Yes.
1: Um, and, and you know what I think is really powerful is when I hear my friends talk about their children, like way, well, you talk about Charlie and you know him, mm-hmm. and God has given you that insight into Charlie's heart mm-hmm. and becoming a student of your children mm-hmm. uh, to see what their triggers are. Now, I think, I love that word trigger only because it really is a descriptive word that you can get, like you're like, okay, I get what that means. Yes. And some children have triggers Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean it needs to be beaten out of them. It may be, they may need maturity, but I think, uh, and they need to learn how to grow in that area. But whatever, like my children were, my my one child was food. If this child didn't feel like she would get enough food, it it was scary to her Mm -hmm. and I'm like, why would you feel that way? I will always feed you you know what I mean, but yeah. but to you who what does the word say? Who can understand the, the heart of a man mm. except right. god right. We, can, we We have to admit that we will not know everything about our children but becoming a student you 'll know how to i think it's well I think it's good to make your children learn how to get over their triggers, but I also think that there's a time and a place. To, to kind of understand certain things about your children and what triggers them, to work together. I think that's a, it's just like everything else, it's in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, let them learn how to get over their triggers, but also help them to not have those triggers too. You can't fix everything for them, so middle is good, mm-hmm. but being a student of your childhood where- and
0: I love that because just going into motherhood, uh-huh all I kept thinking while I was during my pregnancy is like, how am I going to know? How am I going to know? How am I going to know what to do? How do I know if he's hungry? How are I? God just completely takes care of that. Like, I don't even have to think about that. It's incredible to me. Like when Charlie has a certain cry, like I know exactly what he wants. He has a different cry when he's angry that we took something away from him that he wanted. That's like our new thing. Now, He's obsessed with like a cell phone or anything and we don't, you know, we don't let him play with our cell phones because I don't want him to break it. But if he gets a hold of it and you take it away, that's a different cry. That's like, a, how dare you <laughs> <laughs> take this from me? It's a different cry than, hey mom, I'm hungry. But just because, I mean, and it's, it's like the Lord, like as I'm spending time with him, I know him. Just like when we spend time with God, we know him. So it's just incredible how just by spending time there and being present and being observant and not being too busy, You know, like I don't want to miss a moment with him because I'm too busy, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And God can help you get everything done. Like my daughter, uh, she's a full-time working mom, Mm -hmm. but she has grandmas that take care of the kids. And then she also is a really great mom, you know? And God gives, she always says that God gives her that time. God will give you the wisdom and the insight. And and you know what else I think is a a, a helpful phrase? No, not this, this. No, not that, that. So with a child, Mm -hmm. if they're taking your cell phone. Or, or if they're acting a certain way, say they're say they're being selfish or something. No, not this. This. So if they're being uh, if they're being selfish, you could say, oh, let's do this. Or um, you know, presenting that yes. teaching moment of um, the things that are appropriate to do. Yes,
0: yeah. that's something that I had to learn, and I was researching that because I was like, how do I? What do I do? <laughs> You're such a great mom. <laughs> You're such a great oh, mom. I research all oh. the time. Like, oh, what do I do I about it. this? Like, he's 11 months old. Like. What do we do at this yeah. point? And that's exactly what you're saying. It's like, okay, you take them away from what they can't have, but point them towards something that they can mm-hmm. Most of the time it works. Sometimes he just really- he needs to go to bed. He needs to get over <laughs> it and he can't have the phone. And yes. it's really hard for me. He has the best pouty lip that you've ever seen. <gasps> and I want to give him to, to him so bad, but can't, you know? You just mm-hmm. can't every time. So I love what you're saying. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Like, no, not this but you can have this, mm-hmm. not that, but you can do that. Mm-hmm. So yes, I completely oh. understand there.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, I yes, love yes, that. yes. Don't embitter your children. That's in scripture for dads. Fathers, mm. do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. But I think it's also us as moms. We can be so focused on our children's negative behavior that we can embitter them. Mm. And an embittered child, it's like the word says of, uh, what is it? Uh, like a fortified, something an offended person, is like a fortified city. Mm. And you do not want to cause that continual offense in your children's hearts. And that's where the humility, do you know the number one scripture when my children were teenagers? It wasn't what you think, it was (laughs) consider yourself humble or or consider others better than yourself. And do not just look after your own interests, but also the interests of others and be completely humble and gentle. That was my number one Mm. when they were teenagers. And I think sometimes we need to really be telling each other as parents, humility Jesus was so humble. What does Philippians 2 says? He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross, exclamation point. It says that. Right. Mm. And as parents, um, we need to be humble. We need to, of course, say we're sorry, say we're wrong, but we need to be humble and know when we need to back off and stop harping on their bad behavior. Let it go. Mm. Sometimes just let them. I, I just when on. Have we ever been the type of a person where God has told us to do something, one thing and one time and we've done it. We take God tells us over and over. He's so good and so patient. So with Mm -hmm. our children, we need to be patient Mm -hmm. and um, not don't get don't be out to get them and do not embitter them. Yeah. Yes. And uh, catch them being good. Mm -hmm. Your words are like little stickers on the Charlie. Like when you catch him being good, it's like you're putting a little yeah. sticker on him. Yeah. And you find the good things that he's doing. If he's doing bad things, like if he's if, if a child is hitting, the one time that they don't hit, you could tell that they're restraining, and that might be God telling, asking God to show you the good things your child is doing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes all you can see is the bad. Yeah. Sometimes it's really hard. Yeah. And uh, asking God that mm-hmm. is super helpful.
0: Yes. I love in here that you also put um, love languages. Yeah. Like I've never even thought about that of Charlie. I think about that of Bobby, because it's like a, you know, when you do premarital counseling, you read the five love language book most of the time. So I think about that with him,
1: but I've never thought about that with Charlie. They have books, the five love languages of children, (gasps) five love languages of teenagers, and and God will give you that discernment. And I think it starts to show up in their little, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you can just tell like my granddaughter, my one granddaughter, the quality time—you can tell she's mm-hmm. very active, and my other one just wants you to hold her. Oh. I, when I when I watch her, I put her in the little—I have one of those front packs that yeah, face yes, out. Yes, and I hold that. her all day. Yeah, And she loves it.
0: Yeah, Charlie likes that too. We'll ride him on a four wheeler in that and oh, play around. But I do think he's probably so little uh, still. Yeah. Like I don't know yeah. what his love languages is. So uh, as we're talking about this, like I keep thinking of the word overflow. Yeah, and I feel like all of this has to come out of overflow. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm completely running on empty all the time, like, not letting God speak life over me, not getting in this, how hard this would be to do, you know? Because without this, like, I don't have grace. I don't have patience. I probably don't have kindness. All of the fruits of the Spirit, like, I need to be here first before, that's all I keep thinking about. I'm like, gosh, without the Lord and like, getting here and spending time with him. Like, I don't know that a lot,
1: some of this can just come because I am a cheerleader oh, naturally, yeah. but I don't know no. that I could do you this. You can't do it without, apart from, what does it say? John fifteen five? Right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because everything that I'm talking about uh, assumes that wow. you are in the word and spending right. time with the Lord yes. because we can't do this right. apart from him.
0: But being a new mom and working full time. And I just think there's mm-hmm. so, even my friends that I've talked to about this stuff, like it is so hard to get in the word constantly and to make that time. And I'll try and get up at four, you know, to try and like do a little bit and then sure enough, he decides that today he's gonna get up at four too. So Uh. we've, you know, I've just been trying to be creative. We downloaded the Bible app for kids. So we'll read the Bible story like it's animated together and it's for kids, but I'm still getting the word also. You know, I've had to like come up with creative ways because I've just felt such an emptiness in my life because I've been so busy, been so overwhelmed learning how to be a mom and doing all of the things that you're supposed to do. And here's all of these checklists and you have to do this and this and this and this, and this That and sleeping, you know, if you can sleep sometimes. <laughs> but just, I've seen how the busyness can take me away from here because I'm putting all of these other things as a priority, but I can see how without
1: this, this isn't possible. You know? It's not And everything I spoke about today, I, I, I'm I'm speaking for 18 years, like yeah. the first 18 years of your life. Yeah. Like I'm not, like I can imagine if, if someone's listening that has a baby, this is taking into consideration your child's whole time in your home. Mm-hmm. And so That's by good. spending time, time in the Word, yeah. you're gonna have that one day at a time. These mm-hmm. are just little ideas. That's why we say whenever I do any talks, mm-hmm. it can feel overwhelming to a, a young mom mm-hmm. because they're so busy. That's why everything I always say, I really want them to speak to anything teaching I do at Help Club, ask the Lord, what is something for you today? And then put the rest of it away and shelve it till later. That's so good. And I would write down ideas and I would put them away. But sometimes I would go to teachings. And so I'm so glad you brought this up. And I would leave and I'd be like, I'm so overwhelmed. But they were talking about 18 years of their child being in their home. Right. And you have to remember that it's not 11 months. It's (laughs) not a five-year-old or a three-year-old. It's 18 years. Yeah. And that's
0: so good. Oh, yeah. And you have so many more resources on the website. You have so many resources Mm -hmm. that are so good. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. We would love to connect with you. Follow us on social media at What If Video Podcast or check out our website by visiting AshleyLMcLean.com. You can see what's coming up on What If, submit your What If questions, read Ashley's blog, and so much more. We can't wait to connect with you. I hope that you are encouraged by Deb's message of speaking life to your children. And I know, like I shared in there, you know, that comes really easily for me because I grew up being a cheerleader and I want to be my son's biggest fan. I want to find those things that he is doing well, and I want to celebrate those things. You know, something that I feel like the Lord told me when Charlie, who is my son, um, was in my womb still is that he would be a man of worship in the word. And I'm just so grateful that God gave me those specific words for him, because I pray those over him every single night. And I encourage you, like we talked about, ask God, what what is it that you have for my child? What, What do you want me? Ask him for a word or ask him for a song like Deb did, how sweet that was. Just ask God and he will give that to you. And then you can pray that specifically over your children. And I just... I love the idea of speaking life over them. You know, we, we send them to church and we take them and we're working on that because we're new at this, but, but we take them to church and we want them to be raised in the house of the Lord. But so much of that is our responsibility. These babies are God's gifts that we get to raise, but they are ultimately the Lord. So it is our job as Christian parents to raise them in the way of the Lord and to speak good things and to speak like of over them. So I hope that you feel very encouraged today to speak life over your children. Visit the website for more information and I hope to see you back next time.